Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours, and let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. Hello, welcome to today's text talk. Edwin, what are we reading today? I'm in Acts chapter 8, and I have one verse that I want to read. Verse 4. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. I want to talk about the word. We see it throughout Acts up to this point. It may be something that we as Christians today, because we hear about the word so much, just walk through and and, uh, overlook. But the word has been a huge point throughout the book of Acts, preaching the word. Andrew, let's start there. What does it mean to preach the word? What we see is that the church began because the God uh, of, of creation, God Almighty, who had a plan, and he sent Jesus uh, to die for our sins, to rise again, and for the message of the gospel to be preached in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, to the utter ends of the ages. This is where Acts chapter 1 tells us. This is what Acts chapter 1 tells us. As that begins to unfold, it is the word preached that is bringing people uh, to conviction, to confess their sins, to repent, to be baptized, to be added to this church. That's in Acts chapter 2. And so it is the word of God that gives rise to the church of the Lord. And and the first time we see word used in the book of Acts is Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, when it points out that the folks received his word. Now, they're talking about the words of Peter here, and so this is not used in the objective sense of some body of teaching that is the word of God, but we'd start to have that anchor. It is through words, and it is through the word. It is through the message preached that salvation is brought about, that the church is established, that the church grows, that folks are redeemed. We find that. Then we continue on as the apostles are preaching and teaching. We see the miracles. And then we get into Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 4, But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So here we have the connection between the increase of the word and the increase of the church. Those who are believing and receiving the word, the message, 
the teaching. They are accepting it. It is impacting them. It is changing them. It is bringing them into the kingdom, and the kingdom is growing. So what is it that we are to believe? You know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. That's the very connection that we're seeing here in Acts chapter 4 and verse 4. Many of those who heard the word believed. They believed the word of God. And so here is the power of God unto salvation. Here is the power of God working to bring uh, to conversion uh, the, the hearts and the souls of these men. And then we keep going in Acts chapter 4 and we get to verse 29. We will remember, this is almost becoming a review of what we've done over the past few weeks, but we remember, oh, four weeks ago now in Acts chapter 4, mm-hmm. The apostles were, or James and John were arrested. They come, Peter and John were arrested, were arrested and they get released and they come to their friends and they pray. Mm -hmm. And while they are praying in verse 29 of Acts 4, and now Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. So it's not just any word. Back in 241, we talked about being Peter's word because it was what was coming out of his mouth, but it wasn't his word. Well, that's right. The Holy Spirit had come upon them. Uh, That was part of it. So they're preaching the word of God. And then we find this request, give us boldness. And in verse 31 of Acts 4, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So notice the connection here that in Acts chapter 4, four weeks ago we were talking about this, how when persecution comes to the leaders, to Peter, to John, their impulse is not to say, Lord, make this persecution stop, but is Lord, give us courage. Lord, give us boldness to continue preaching the word where we are today in our reading in Acts chapter 8. Persecution has come upon the whole church. Does that cause them to stop speaking, to make the persecution go away? Not at all. They follow in these steps of boldness. No matter where they go, they are preaching the word, following the example of the apostles. It's tremendous. And talking about the example of the apostles, as we continue on in this somewhat review over where we've been in Acts, we move through chapter 5 and we find all of the apostles facing the persecution and being arrested and what they experienced there, and they go on their way rejoicing. And then we find in Acts chapter 6 the problem within the congregation, the problem where they were struggling about the Hellenistic widows being overlooked, and so they had to make a change, a shift in how the work of the congregation was done. And we see something very important about the word, because in Acts 6 and verse 2, the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. What a shocking thing. There were widows that were being overlooked in the apostles because they are essentially running everything. They are overseeing everything. They said, if we we continue to try to do our work like this, what's going to end up being overlooked is the word of God. A lot of things have to be done for a congregation to run smoothly, for the needs of members in the congregation to be met physical, spiritual, emotional. And as the apostles are wanting to make sure that all of that gets done, they say, but wait a minute, guys, we have to make sure that the way we conduct the work of this congregation 
doesn't cause the word to be overlooked. Yeah, that's right. There is a clarification here. What is our role in this? Our role is in ministering to the word. We don't want the widows overlooked. No. But we have to make sure that the word doesn't get sacrificed as we strive to accomplish all of these other things. They want to make sure the word continues. And so to me, it's quite interesting that in verse 7, if you remember two weeks ago in Acts 6, it started with growth in verse 1. And it gets back to growth in verse 7. In between, there's this problem that could have divided the church, but instead what we see is multiplication. But notice how it describes the growth. It's not, and the church continued to increase. It's not, and the disciples continued to increase. It is, and the word of God continued to increase. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. We've got that idea again. The word and discipleship goes together. In other words, Had they come up with a plan that had made sure the widows were not overlooked, but the word went by the wayside, they would have done some nice things for the widows, but the word would have decreased, discipleship would have decreased, the church would have diminished. They came up with a plan that allowed the word to increase, and the church grew. I tell you what, there's a powerful lesson there about priorities and about understanding what is important versus what is urgent. And so many times we get those things out of balance. You know, I know I'm guilty of that, Uh, but in understanding who they were and what their work was, they were able to clarify. It is the word, first and foremost. We're going to equip and empower other people to handle these other aspects of ministry. And whatever it is that we're doing as a congregation, and there are, of course, things that we have to take care of. I think this is why we have deacons among the congregation, which is what I think was starting there really in Acts chapter on. 6. Yeah, I see that too. And so we set up the roles that can delegate duties and responsibilities that make sure all these needs are met. But we have to make sure that the anchor, the foundation is the word of God. And I think this is really important because here's something that concerns me. Something that concerns me in churches today, in what is taught, in what is propagated, if we are not careful... Yeah, I fear that we end up allowing the word to go by the wayside as we pick a verse here and a verse there that goes along with modern philosophy, modern self-help, modern psychology and pop psychology. And we provide these nice little packaged messages that make us feel better and will teach us how to behave at home and show us how to to manage our money or how to treat our children, how to love our wives, which are all important things. And the Bible comments on all those things. But if we're not careful, we end up actually avoiding the word in its total and it's and it's true in the anchor foundational nature of it to just pick out these little bits and pieces that go along with what people in our culture like to hear anyway. I think we better be very careful about that. So let me tell you something that, um, of course, I know that, that we are trying to do our part, Edwin, to um, um, set good examples and be wise amidst this current distress of coronavirus in the country. Um, we're actually recording this a couple of weeks before you're going to be hearing it. So I'm not really sure what's going on this morning in your life. Even while, as, you're, while you're listening. While you're listening to text talk. Um, you know, I, I, I can't speak to all of that because this was recorded a, a couple of weeks ago. In an undisclosed location we, where there are only two people, less than 10. Absolutely less than 10. And, um, you know, the, the whole plenty of social distance. I, I couldn't be farther away from you in so many ways. Uh, <laughs> here's what I want to say. 
in, in times of crisis, in times of great challenge, when you're squeezed, uh, that's what you're going to see. You know, that's what comes out. The, the, in, the middle, in the midst of the crisis, in the midst of the persecution, in the midst of the difficulty, that's not actually the moment to get yourself squared away and, and get it together. We're going to find out what you are because this is the moment of testing. And in this moment of testing in Acts chapter 8, they are squeezed. The crisis has come upon them. We, we've, we've said in earlier times that, you know, things are going well. What did they do? They prayed. Yeah. Here, things are going poorly. What are they doing? They're preaching the word. They're continuing to worship God. They're continuing to pray. It, it reminds me of Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, who didn't start praying regularly when the law came up. He, that, he just did that. He was already praying. He was already doing that. And yeah. so we want to be focused on the word. We want the word to be our foundation. We want to make sure that what we are preaching and proclaiming is not popular psychology. It's not cultural mandate. It's it's the word. Well, I mean, and where I'm where I'm going with this is to say that when when times are good and when everything's you know rainbows and 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 you know good good times, if if that's when the church has gotten away from the word and gotten away from the ministry of the word. Uh, what situation are we in in the bad times, in the persecution? You know, it's, it's important that we keep first things first in the primacy of the word all the time, really, so that we have a foundation for times like these. It's like when Jesus was being carried to crucifixion and he warned, if this is the way they act in the green tree, how will they act during the time of the dry tree? Yeah. When, when, when we have abundance, when we have access, how are we, if this is how we act, how are we going to act when it's taken away? That's why it's so important for us to have the word of God. The word is the foundation. It is the foundation of our salvation. Therefore, it should be the foundation of our lives, of our families, of our ethics, of the church. You could have said that out loud. I think Andrew was afraid I was going to forget one. <laughs> We're up against the clock here, buddy. We got to pray. <laughs> <laughs> we want the word to be the foundation, even of our praying. And so we'll wrap up with a prayer. God in heaven, thank you so much for this day that we've had and for the opportunity that we've had to talk about your text we are recording this at a different time than folks are listening to it, so we have no idea what's going on as folks are participating in this prayer with us, but we are sure that this crisis that we're facing as we're recording is going to be continuing. So we are praying for our brothers and sisters, our friends and neighbors throughout this difficult time. What we pray for right now is that your word will sink deep into our hearts, that it will be what grounds us and what founds us, that it will be what is planted within us and that it will be what grows up, whether we're facing good times or bad, whether we're in the green tree or the dry, whether we're in times of abundance and safety or whether we're in times of crisis and emergency, that your word is what will lead us and guide us because we know that your word created the worlds, planned salvation, established your kingdom, and we want to be a part of that. Father, we love you so very much. Thank you for loving us first. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.